I'm trying to breathe through it for the length of time I'm in the grocery store so that I don't completely freak out the person when they finally come to give me my helium. Um, and then as soon as I they- just want some balloons. No, I just wanted helium. <laughs> Please fill my balloons. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So today is going to be a little different to usual um, because we've had some shit going down at Well Shit Central. I'm um, not going to lie. It's been a bit of an interesting couple of months. Um, less so for me, um, but more so for Serena. She's had some stuff going on that uh, she decided that she wanted to share just to let you know what's been going on, but also to help you to understand how this need stuff that we keep talking about all the time can sometimes be a little helpful when the well shit hits the fan. I know we've already done an episode on that, but I feel like that kind of uh, is apt for right now, wouldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, the well shit has hit the fan. Yes. And I have really had to utilize what I know and what I've learned to cope with what's been going on. Yeah. Um, so to let everybody know a little bit about what's going on, um, May was Skin Cancer Awareness Month, and ironically, I was dealing with my own um, skin cancer diagnosis during this month, and I have just finished up a treatment from um, the last was like month and a half, two months I've mm -hmm. been doing this treatment, and it has been... An interesting journey. It's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> it really uh, has. In, interestingly enough, for you, for people around you, just yes. it's it's been an interesting journey all around. Um, it's been an enlightening one too, which is yeah. I mean, it's been great. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, there's not many people that would say it's been great about a situation like this, but I think that there's there's so much that you've taken from this. From the conversations that we've had. Yeah, and just... And that's not meant to invalidate what you just said, by the way. Like, no. I'm just like, it's just like, that's not a phrase you would normally hear people say in this kind of context. Yeah. I have skin cancer. It's been great. Yeah. yeah separate the two just a little bit. But. And also being mindful of the fact that a lot of people would be like, toxic positivity. She just like putting a brave face on it and like saying it's great when it's not. Uh, I think you really need to just kind of share the story from the beginning in order to kind of help people to understand that's not what's going on here. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so in April, I was diagnosed with skin cancer. There was a spot on my face that was very concerning for the doctor and they prescribed a treatment. And the treatment happened to be chemo. And it was a topical chemotherapy that I had to apply twice a day. And my... Relationship in general, I have to I have to start off by saying my relationship in general with cancer is a little bit different than most. Just it, a touch. <laughs> it doesn't trigger me. It doesn't. I I don't have those feelings of um, 
panic or panic anxiety apprehension like all of those things Mm -hmm. um my mother battled cancer i went through her journey with her and just my general outlook on things made it so that diagnosis wasn't so it didn't sideswipe you kind of the way that it would most people i don't think i think it's fair to say and that's absolutely it because i can't say it didn't not affect me i wasn't like oh okay sunshiny day let's just walk down the street it definitely did impact me but it wasn't to the level where most people be like oh my god the c word for Mm -hmm. me i was like and also i think just to kind of go back in the story a little bit further to give a bit of context this wasn't something that was like radically unexpected it was something and you and you go and get yourself checked out regularly for for good reason yes um there's this history of it in my family um i also had i grew up in the 80s as an 80s beach baby um where skin protection wasn't the focus of Mm-mm-mm. many parents mm-hmm. I, I i remember oils mm-hmm. i <laughs> oh, yeah. i remember sunbathing in greece in olive oil I, I i mean there are some things in my life where i'm like yeah the diagnosis was not shocking mm-hmm. and i'm not saying it's okay that i didn't take the precautions to that point but yeah. where i was in my journey i was like yeah, okay, I'm probably going to have skin cancer and they'll cut it out or they'll, you know, do whatever and it will be fine. Mm-hmm. And so I got the diagnosis. I was like, it will be fine. And then they said chemo and I was like, it will be shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like, really, mm-hmm. fuck. I've seen what it does to people and I've only seen. I haven't felt. I right. haven't been those people. Yeah. I've been part of the process. But I knew any sort, I mean, that type of chemical in on your body was not going to be a... It's serious. It's it, going to have a significant impact, right? Yes. So when they gave me the treatment, um, I'll say options loosely, I, I <laughs> because of where I am at and because of knowing how to meet my needs, I knew I had options mm-hmm. because that's that's my personal power. Like right. that's, that's my ability to choose for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at everything and I was like, actually you know what, there's only one spot. However, there's potential that there are multiple other spots they haven't found. Let's just do this. Let's do it once. Let's do it right. Mm -hmm. Let's, we're going to go for it. And I did. And not just, I mean, let's let's, let's just pause here for a second. Because to say that you went for it is a bit of an understatement. Because initially you were told that you just needed to do your face. Well, initially I was told I just needed oh, just, to do the spot. Oh, right. Of just, course. I'd forgotten just it was just that a spot. one spot of cancer. But knowing, okay, like you found that one spot. Mm-hmm. And if I have to do chemo, let's do more spots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so you were debating at one point, do you just do the face? Do you do the face? neck and chest what do you do and what did you decide i decided to just go for it because i knew i mean we said we're in key west we live on a tropical island like the first thing with skin cancer stay out of the sun mm-hmm. well i mean today is a great day to stay out of the yeah. sun like it's a nice it's a nice rainy gray, rainy, clouds, gray thunderstorms, <laughs> yeah. yeah and these happen quite often here but not enough for me to be able to stay out of the realistically sun. Realistically stay out of the sun. Yeah. So um, 
I looked into my options and decided that the chemo treatment was the best for me. I was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it right. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Right. So I did. And the first time that I felt that little kind of tinge of where I was and where I am was. As in the difference between how you would have dealt with this or felt about it before you did the needs work and how you were dealing with it or felt about it after. Is that what you mean? By yes. The, yes. Yes. Just, absolutely. Just making sure I'm following. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, the first thing was. How do I tell people? Do mm-hmm. I tell people? Do I need to tell people? And it was all these things like that obligation that, you know, what do I need to do for everybody else? And and I'm going to be honest here. Like you were somebody for a long time where if shit was going down, you just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't speak to anyone, see anybody, communicate with anybody. Bah. Like, and there wasn't mm-hmm. even a bah part of the process. Normally you just vanished, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a couple, like I'd come back later and be like, Sorry. <laughs> hey. Oops. Oops. Shouldn't have done that. Oops. And I realized that doesn't always serve me in life. And I also know the um the weight of the C word, mm-hmm. the power, and I mean we're talking about the trigger about for a the lot of trigger. people. Mm-hmm. Um and not to confuse the C word with the episode we've done before, but cancer. Right. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want, and I also knew a lot of my closest people know what I went through with my mother mm-hmm. and knew that that, I mean, I I went through her battle with her and they know that there is a cancer history. Mm-hmm. And some people know that it's not a trigger for me, but most people would be like, oh, 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 like, oh, oh God. like the layers yeah. to triggers. And I'm just like, okay, like. And as somebody who was kind of, who was very close and knew what was happening as it was happening, um, I think it's fair to say that the, there was apprehension and concern about what the reality of the treatment was going to be like and how physically that was going to affect you and emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally and all those sorts of things. Um, but there wasn't really any apprehension or concern about this is going to become a big thing. It's going to be like, like it was just, this is something that's here. It's something I need to deal with. This is the way I'm going to have to deal with it. It's going to be a shit show while I'm having to deal with it. But that's really as far as it ended. But I don't think that a lot of other people would necessarily have got that or understood that. Understood that. No, and I think a lot of people would have taken it on and taken mm-hmm. it on as their yeah. burden and their oh, well, I have to be there for her. And it's like, no, I got me. Mm-hmm. And before, I would have I would have had me and I would have also had to have had the other people because I would have had to support myself and them. You would have felt you had to. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have mm-hmm. felt I had to. Yeah. Much different story now. It's funny how that works. <laughs> because as I went through this and I talked to Clara about it, I'm like, how do I, you know... Oh, these do people. I? How oh. do I? When do I? I don't want people to think that they're not important. I was like, and I, but this isn't a about big them. deal to me. And I'm, I'm, and also using it's not quotations. about them. It, it's not about right. them. And it's like, do I contact one of my closest friends that maybe we've had a couple of, you know, weeks or months in between our conversation? Be like, hey, I have cancer. It's not a big deal. And like, mm-hmm. no, uh, like, 
All, yeah. Like all of those things were swirling. And yeah. now I know it. it's like, what works for me? What serves me? What prioritizes me? What do that doesn't I harm need that doesn't harm, harm them. them? But the difference being is what... What prioritizes what you need that doesn't harm them, but them making something about them that isn't about them and them expecting you to put your their needs ahead of yours is not about harm. That's about them trying to get you to meet their needs. And that's not what we're talking about here. That's asking you to take responsibility for needs that were never yours in the first place. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes, absolutely <laughs> what she said. It was it was different because I I mean we've we've mentioned before recovering rescuers I mm-hmm. mean it I tend to think of other people first and not like what's gonna what's gonna be right for me and some people some people are finding out right now now watching this or listening to this some of my closest people are finding out right now and that's okay mm-hmm. we can have conversations after. If it serves them, because yeah. at the time it wouldn't have served me to do so. No. And then with the people that I was in close communication with, the people who would see the effects, the people who would, you know, I couldn't hide it from, so to speak. Not that I was trying to, but I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, shit, what happened to your face? Right. Like, and I will share pictures. Um, I'll, I'm making a post as well on the Universal Needs website. Which actually probably will already be live, right? Yeah. When when this goes out. Yes, it will be live. Um, It will have the pictures in the comments because they can be triggering to Mm -hmm. some. But I I had this feeling like, oh, you know, in telling people, it's like, do I tell people? And then it's like, when I tell people, how do I tell them? What do I tell them? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I do that can make us all just keep... I want to say, like, going about our business and, like, let them know that everything's okay. Like, how am I going to communicate this and how am I going to communicate where I'm at? Well, and I think the thing was is, the as I said, the diagnosis wasn't a big deal for you. The You knew that the reality of the process was going to be, yes. but the diagnosis wasn't. And you didn't want to be dealing with the burden of somebody else making the diagnosis a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm actually making it, like there needs your responsibility by coming to you and expecting you to deal with their stuff around it rather than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And I actually deferred uh, my best friend, my key best. And <laughs> That's me. My, I'm the key best. <laughs> the, the best friend's the other one. And my best friend, Melissa. And yeah. I was like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. If you need to unpack any of this, and Claire had offered this ahead of time, I was like, talk to Clara about it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I went back after I was like, you know, it's not that I don't want to talk to you about it. But if there are things you want to process that you don't want to process with me that you don't, you know, don't need me to do. I have somebody that is offered to support me in this way. And who knows? And I know Melissa, it's not like yes. I'm a stranger, <laughs> a stranger that we've never met. <laughs> and I had a feeling that there was a possibility because I, mean, I will tell a little bit more about my part of the journey um, a little later, but um, I knew there was a possibility she may want to talk to somebody and may not feel like she wanted to talk to Serena because she didn't want to put anything more on her. So I'm like, that's something I can do. Like if I can be that person where she can share um, so that she gets the support she needs without it compromising Serena in any way, that's something I'm more than willing to offer. So, mm-hmm. um, And right there, that immediate, like at the beginning of my process, kind of 
relinquishing myself from all of the meeting of the needs that were never mine to me in the beginning. Kind of duties, expectations, obligations. And like, it's like, what's going to actually work for me? Like, I'm the one in this. I'm the right. one going through this. All right. Like, wait, I need what something. What do I need? What do I need? Because mm-hmm. I needed something different than what my brain was telling me the checklist was. Like, okay. What you were supposed to do. What I was do. supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who couldn't see it, there was Dustin. You had a little high five there. A big high five there. <laughs> um, but in my communication with people, like even with the people who I was closest with when I was going through the process, it was like, okay, where am I at? I'm at a crappy fucking day. Hey, I'm having a crappy fucking day. And letting letting my husband, letting Claire, letting my closest people know, like, okay, like, I'm just not there right now. Mm-hmm. And not feeling bad about it, just acknowledging where I was at and right. being like, this has nothing to do with you and not having to say, this has nothing to do with you, just being like, I'm in a bit of a space today. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm irritable today. Like, this isn't about you. I just wanted to let you know I'm in, you know, I'm in this space and letting those people I'm in contact with with before, I would have tried to put on the brave face, the happy face, mm-hmm. and something would have sideswiped me, and then boom, I'm bitchy or irritable yeah. or in tears or whatever it is. Well, and even down to like, I mean, because I know that the like the medication like mentally affected your capacity oh. to like you like like you were like struggling to remember things mm-hmm. and like struggling to process some things while you were going through it. And I remember there were like there were like three different occasions where like, well there was one thing that I remember because I said to you I'm not expecting you to do anything unless you confirm you are doing something like even we actually had a social thing planned um, that I knew that Serena was really looking forward to and and she was like I, I remember thinking she may not come. And I don't expect her to be there until she tells me actually on the day this is it. I mean, and it was funny because she'd never she'd not shared with me anything that it was there was even a possibility that even crossed her mind that she might not come until we got there. And I I said, look, I, I wasn't assuming this was happening. And she said, Oh, I was assuming it was until yesterday. And yesterday was a really bad day. And so I did consider for the the for a moment the possibility that maybe this wasn't gonna happen. Same thing happened with work. Um the things that I also remember were you saying to me at one at various points, um, things like, I just wish people would say to me, that's shitty what you're going through right now. I'm sorry that you're going through that. Like not well, trying to fix it or make it better. Go ahead. Or just acknowledging it. Yeah. Like that was one of the things that it was very surprising to me um, as I went through this process, um, the chemotherapy basically eats away at the cancer i don't know the technicalities or it's almost like, like it the, burns away it burns yeah, away like I, I don't know the technical terms eventually either. my face was just basically raw skin mm-hmm. like i'd wake up and it was stuck to the pillow and then there was like me on the pillow when i separated yeah. <laughs> it was I, not a pleasant it process. wasn't a pleasant process no. i didn't look i felt like absolute shit and um I stayed out of public view for many reasons, partially just because 
I, I felt like I looked icky and it wasn't even the fact other people would think I would look icky, but I was like, I don't want to go out like this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wear a mask to the places I needed to wear masks because my skin was so sensitive. It hurt. Um, but towards the end of my treatment, we, uh, Clara and I did go to a concert. There was a picture post on Facebook. I did see more people towards the end of my treatment and my recovery process And throughout that, only two people asked what was going on. Mm -hmm. Two people. Two. Out of everybody. I mean, some people I did notify and they knew ahead of time. But, Mm -hmm. like, this is a small island we live on. We ran into a lot of people at the concert. And my face was, if you can see the color of my shirt, like, red. Like, it was red raw. It was raw. Yeah. And there was obviously something going on and people, nobody said anything. anything. Yeah. And I look at Claire and I'm like, is it weird that they didn't say anything? Is it weird that I'm kind of like, I don't want to say offended, but I was, I, there was a little bit like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then Claire was like, can I post a picture of you on Facebook? I'm like, yeah, sure. And she did. And only one person came to me and was like, hey what's going on? And right. I was like, oh, and she actually asked. She goes, oh, did you have a chemical peel? And In I'm fact, like, the two people that asked, that was the same question yeah, they asked, it was right, the each t- time. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because one of them is one of my closest people and the other one is a complete a stranger. stranger. And both of them asked, oh, did you have a chemical peel? And I was like, no, actually chemotherapy. And I just went through the things and they're both of them were actually like, oh, okay. And I didn't realize how good that made me feel to be mm. like, this is thank you for acknowledging there's something happening with me right now and for seeing that and just hearing what's going on right mm-hmm. like to to, yeah. to be like oh wait a minute that that's not usual there has to be something before I would have t- I would have internalized that I would have been it's me nobody cares about me mm-hmm. like all of my needs would have been like boom 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 like mm-hmm. and I mean right I think literally all of them would have been like lighting up at that point Mm -hmm. and now I can sit back and in that moment as well and be like no that's that's where they're at with oh wait there's something wrong with somebody I know like I'm uncomfortable I don't want to ask and realizing that's them that's where they are just in general and also I think that there's an element in that of like people not wanting to offend you people not wanting to ask about something if you haven't said it because they don't know what it is I mean I wonder actually whether those two people would have said something if it had been obvious that it was Mm -hmm. cancer because people it's such a triggered um diagnosis Mm -hmm. um it's interesting because I I think that the that the one thing that was really interesting for me being kind of close to you as you were going through it was just knowing that I could give you the ability to be wherever you needed to be at any moment in time. And I saw the impact that had on you. I remember there was like, I can't remember, there was a conversation we had at one point and you made some kind of joke about it. And she was like, I love that I can joke about this with you and you won't take offense. And I'm like, no, of course not. Like, and, and you could be shitty and complaining, um, or you could be like, okay, I'm doing it. Like wherever you were at, it was all welcome. And it wasn't like, it, it wasn't going to change. I wasn't changing how I was behaving to try to make you feel better or to try to minimize the situation, trying to make me feel comfortable. I'm just like, you, you do you. Like you be where you're at. 
it's all good. Because yeah, some days I wanted to be like, I want to pretend this isn't happening to me. Yeah. And some days I was like, oh my gosh, like what's Whoa, going this is on? What's happening? Yeah. yeah. And it allowed me to have the space and the needs allowed me to have that space and know like mm. you can be in that space and it's okay. Mm. And that was something I never, I never would have grasped or acknowledged before like well and it's so interesting because there were so many moments through this where I could literally see you actively using the needs like moment by moment by moment like oh this is this this is this need okay what is it I need right now I need this in this moment I'm going to do this and oh actually this need is up now actually I need this right now like talking about like being in those different places there were different moments where emotional experience expression need like the the actually i need to be honoring the fact that i'm in a shitty place right now and i feel shitty and the world feels shitty and everything feels shitty and i'm just going to be shitty um and i'm just going to feel shitty and it's like okay if you want to feel shitty i'm just going to sit and feel like be with you while you're feeling shitty um and then in other moments like you wanted that bit of lightheartedness, so you wanted to make a joke about it so it's like okay you want to make a joke about it cool like like it's that recognizing that you just needed to be where you were at at each point and some to be have someone who could meet you in that Mm -hmm. and who could hold space for it or who could join you in it in the moments where you wanted someone to join you in it um I'm sure some very inappropriate jokes were made over the course of those few weeks at various times but jokes that I knew that like we knew Mm -hmm. that we're lifting you, weren't offensive to anybody else, and putting anyone yes. else down. Um, yeah. but Thank not you for things, mentioning that because it, yes. it was within... Things that other people wouldn't have found funny, but you found them funny in the moment about you and your own mm-hmm. process and you wanted to be able to laugh about it with somebody else. And being able to laugh about it with right. somebody else because most people, are the, you know, you say cancer and they're like, oh, like everything just goes down and... I'm at a different place yeah. and I'm okay with the place I'm at with it. And sometimes I want to say something that does not harm somebody else, but it's about my process. Right. And for me, like it was nice to be able to have the people around me that would be like, okay, well, she's in one of those. <laughs> That's today. where we're at today. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, very much so. Um, one of the other areas I really noticed this with was my pain tolerance. Now, Mm -hmm. um, I'm a person who has always prided myself on my pain. I have a high pain tolerance I can put up with. Previously. Previously. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I'm still, I'm. And the reason why I didn't say previously, because I'm not, if you're in the video, you probably saw like the kind of hesitation in my face because it is a previously, it is previously, and I am. I feel very lucky to have the pain tolerance right. I have. I'm yeah. able to cope with a lot. I'm able to put up with a lot from a pain perspective. Yeah. And I would often, I would always, <laughs> like I can't even say often in retrospect, I would pride myself and I'd be like, all right, you know, you got that. Look at how, look at how tough you were. Look at how good you were. All of, all of those like kind of self-fluffing things. And I was supposed to do 21 days of treatment. And at day 20, I was, I was miserable. I was raw. I was in pain constantly. I, I was. You were maxed out. Let's call it, let's call it what it is. You were maxed out. 
And previously I would have been like, one day, you got this, one day, you can do this, look at how strong you are, blah, blah, blah. And I would have done all these self-motivating things. Come on, we've got this. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I wanted to or felt that I needed to, but because like I can pat myself, I pat myself on the back, like, you know, good for you, Serena. And in this process, I realized at day 20, I was like, you know what? My body is telling me no. Mm -hmm. My body in my being is like, stop. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And instead of patting myself on the back for being like, oh, God, you're so tough. You're so, like... Look at what you did. I patted myself on the back for me. I'm like, thank you for listening to yourself. Right? Because that one day, yeah. who knows what that would have held for me. And I'm sure I would have gotten through it. Mm-hmm. But did I need to? Right. Was that what was right for me? Was that meeting my needs in a mm. green spectrum way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been. It would have been like I'm trying to prove myself or I'm trying to – or I feel like I should do it because that's what I'm being told by the – these other people um and it's interesting like you like you talking about it i can see like how much of your like your value need you were giving me like look at how look at how like special i am because and also personal power like look i've got this how powerful i feel in in being able to do this but at the cost of so many other needs Mm -hmm. uh including foundation function of like just being able like having the energetic physical capacity to deal with it um, and it's really interesting because I know, um, I mean, obviously I know you'll, you'll kind of continue the story, but I actually know just contextually it's relevant that when you had a conversation with a dermatologist that they were like, oh, you stuck with it. Most people just give up. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, wait, what? Like, oh, that's a thing. Like most people don't finish this course of treatment because it's so rough and it's so painful and so intense. And so the fact that you got to 20 days of 21 is in and of itself incredible. Mm -hmm. And still, all the way along the way, I saw you like checking in and listening and being like, what feels like it is right for me and my body and what feels like it is going to meet my needs best, not just in the short term, but also in the long term. Mm -hmm. It it was that, that was really, that was really game changing for me because- I've been through a lot. I put my body through a lot. I've been accident prone. I've had a lot of surgery. Like anybody who knows me personally knows that my body has been through it. And for me to be able to be like, you know what? Not this is not even this is too much. It's just this this is enough for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was such a big thing in being like in that space and being like, actually, yeah, that's what's right. And when I made that decision, everything in my body was like, oh, <sighs> yeah, I saw thank it. Yeah, you. like yeah. my body was bracing up for what I normally mm-hmm. would do. It's like, all right, one here more day, yeah. here we go. She's a stickler. <laughs> and then like the just, <sighs> yeah, mm-hmm. that the body, the mind, the soul was just like. And your emotional well-being as well. And that breath was like a thank you. Mm -hmm. It was a, my body being like, thank you. Like, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Because many times before, that wouldn't have been the case. I'm like, one more day, like, 
come on, we can do this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For all the reasons. And I, I, I mean, and I think that that is, you can take that example and put it out into any situation. So many contexts. Yeah. I feel that that is something that a lot of us struggle with right. on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. And the next thing is something I also think people struggle with a lot, which would be, I have often in the past taken my recovery periods, the periods where I didn't have to go into work, the periods where people knew that I was recovering, to catch up on things. And I'm like, okay, well, I know I have this downtime. And when I was doing this, like, and I want to, I want to know ahead of time, I went in, I did my research, I knew what was possible, I mm-hmm. knew what the yeah. potential was. This wasn't a blind process for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I also looked into my other options as well. Yeah. So I don't want people to think like I got diagnosed, got prescribed, and I was like, oh, well, I guess that's just what I have to do. Right. Like, mm-hmm. part of, you know, my, my choice was to have the choices and there are and have an informed choice as yes. well yeah and choosing what was right for me right. and this happened to be um and as i was going through this i was even talking to claire i was like oh well i can get all this stuff done you know i'm gonna have this period off blah 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 and i realized i used to use my recovery period or my my rest and recovery period to catch up for work and this time i was like I'm not going to do any work. Mm-hmm. If I do work, great. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. Yeah. And I and I and I informed the people that expected oh, yeah. work from me. I was like, "Hey, is this okay? Does this and making sure that it was in alignment yeah. with, you know, Claire and I's business, my mm-hmm. other job that I do, like making sure that I was getting what I needed to done, but not pushing myself, not being like, "Oh, I have this extra space. I need to fill it." Like actually taking that space and taking a nap right like my body is tired oh well i should do this spreadsheet no maybe i should close my eyes right (laughs) and actually this is the this is the first time really that i've seen you consistently like cancel things reschedule things like there were a lot of times where we had times even just social times Mm -hmm. of like and and not like hey let's go out drinking kind of thing just like hey let me come over and keep you company for a bit and you'd be like actually i'm not in the space today i'm like cool Enjoy, rest, I'll see you when I see you kind of thing. But even that was a big difference. It really was. And the response I got from people, because normally I would be like, you know, I have these, I have these commitments. I have these obligations. I have these things I have to do. I have these people depending on me, all of the things. Mm -hmm. And as I was like, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today. You know, I have these things I'm supposed to be at. And it's like, yeah, no, actually, I'm not going to come. And nobody was mad. The world didn't fall apart. I mean, our business is still there. The other mm-hmm. the other company I work for, they're still they're still yeah. there and surviving. Like the world didn't implode because I took some time for myself to And I yeah, I I want to kind of just pause and jump in here very quickly is that yes, and I think that in some situations with some people, it's not true for me. I know it's not true with your uh, with your other work and it's not true generally with the people who we spend time with, who you spend time with. I think that sometimes like a situation like this, you're like, oh, in this situation, it's okay for you to do that. And I'm not going to respond badly to it because you've got cancer. Like it's the, the, the C card kind of comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's like, oh yeah, if you need to do that. 
And sometimes the same people, if it were a different situation, if it were the flu or if it were I'm exhausted because I didn't sleep last night, wouldn't be as understanding about you prioritizing your needs if they felt like, oh, well, it's going to compromise what I want to do to meet my, to get my needs met. Not what I need, but my preference for the way that I want this need to get met. And I just wanted to just like make a note of that here because I think that yes, in certain extreme situations, all of a sudden everyone's cool. Mm-hmm. I understand. I don't think that's, that's true in this situation, but I do think that there are situations in which People don't, they don't appreciate the necessity for people to meet their own needs. If normally, if they're hard on themselves, like mm-hmm. normally they'd be like, well, I'd do it if I had the flu. So therefore you mm-hmm. should do it too. Or if I, if I was tired, I'd still do it. Therefore, and normally because they're not listening to their own needs. So they don't get why somebody else should, would actually is absolutely right in meeting their own needs. That's a great point. It is. Just, it, I I hadn't actually considered that, and it's interesting because as I started to kind of integrate back into work and that kind of stuff, people would ask. And if you're on the video, you can probably see my complexion is a a little rosier than little, usual. <laughs> yeah, rosy is a <laughs> a deep rosy. You've got a, you've got a good rouge going yes. on. Yes. Um, yeah. and people would be like, "Oh, what did you do?" Like almost. Almost snarky, like, oh, looks like you got a sunburn. And I'm like, kind of. Like, <laughs> and then you watch their face fall when you tell them what actually it's, happens. Like, oh, shit, I'm such an asshole. Right. And then they feel they're like, oh, shit, sorry. And it's like, well, well did you give me cancer? Like, and it's funny because I kind of think back to, um, I had to tell this, I had to share this story. When um, my mom was going through her treatments, she had uh, lung cancer. And, um, I feel I know what story's coming up. <laughs> I don't know if I've told you this Oh, one, really? Actually. Oh, it's another one. Like, there's um, so many of them. We were at, we did food competitions, like win competitions. Yeah. And we were in a, a mac and cheese competition, competition called the Smackdown. And we had, I mean costumes I yeah we had all the things and we were just doing us we've been we've done these competitions for a couple of years so people knew us and a gentleman came over to my mom and he's like oh I hear you're going through the same thing that I am and he had a scratchy voice and she goes oh lung cancer and he's like oh I thought you had laryngitis (laughs) like and just and my mom and I were cracking up we're like and he was like I am so so sorry and she's like did you give it to me i'm looking for somebody to blame here <laughs> and like i mean in just his entire being demeanor yeah it just kind of was like whoa oh, and the then the entire day up. all the looks that came over our way it wasn't like oh look at they have great mac and cheese it was like oh their mac and cheese is good and she has cancer mm-hmm. like and i kind of and that was always present in my mind of (laughs) you know people being like I'm so sorry and I'm like it's funny well I did did, that you have told me that story that is the one I thought was coming next um and the funny thing about it is or the interesting thing about it is is because we have this often this um this enmeshment in our society where we feel responsible for how other people Mm -hmm. feel um and like there's a there's a difference between 
I have done something that has harmed somebody and I have inadvertently accidentally said something that somebody may take one way and somebody may take another way. So you could say the same thing to somebody else and it could be harmful to them. Like, yes. And that's the thing is that it's like, so there's not a formula to this. It's not like, here's the checklist of how to do this so that you don't screw up ever. And like, you don't, and, and the thing about it is, is it's also about reading the room as far as how it lands. So it's like, yes, he could have said that to somebody else who could be really struggling with their diagnosis and it could have created it, harm. It could have been a trigger. Yeah, it could have been a real trigger and it could have like chain reaction of things. Um, and in that situation, like a deep, sincere apology would be appropriate. But here's the thing, is that in that moment, I don't believe the apology was for your mum. Mm -hmm. I think it was about him and him feeling guilty because he'd done something that didn't mm -hmm. sit in alignment with his needs being met. So his needs were compromised, but his needs being compromised meant that he made it about him in the apology rather than actually checking in, well, the person who I've harmed, because in that situation, he hadn't. Mm -hmm. And it looks like if you if you can if you know how to meet your own needs in that moment, you don't need to make it about you. You can make it about the other person and be like, okay, where where are we at? Okay, she's joking. I'm so sorry. That was really insensitive. It seems like you're doing okay with it. Is there anything I can do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you could have moved the conversation on from that point. Like, do you, do you want to talk about this? Should we talk about mac and cheese? Like, you right. know, like, <laughs> like there are ways of dealing with this where it's like, okay, yeah, I fucked up in that moment. Um, because that's not something I would have wanted to have done. But let me check in with you. Let me meet you in what you need because you're the one who is, is dealing, dealing with, with the it. situation. And in another situation, it would have been like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. Do you want me to give you some space or do you want to talk about it? Like there are different. And this is the thing is it's like it's not a one size fits mm -hmm. all. But so often our own unmet needs mean that in even those situations, we make it about us. Yes. And we don't realize we're making it about us. It, it reminds me of like a lot of people when they talk about um, uh, mispronouncing somebody if they're if they're a trans person. Um, and so just mispronouncing somebody in any yeah in, in any any context <laughs> exactly yeah thank you for that um that using the wrong pronouns so often what ends up happening is like oh i've used the wrong pronoun oh god i'm such a bad person oh i didn't want to do that da, 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 da. and what they end up doing is go oh my god i'm so sorry oh i didn't mean that and they make it but it's all Digging about them bunk yeah bunk. it's all they make it all about them and they want to feel better and they're trying to use you as the the person who's actually had the impact in the situation to try to get their own needs met when in actual fact most people say that when if you mispronounce somebody like mispronoun somebody that to apologize Correct and move on. Like, mm -hmm. don't make a big thing about it. If you want to, if you want to process how you're feeling about the fact that you did that, you do it somewhere else with somebody else, so that you're not putting the burden on the person who's impacted. Um, which I think segues quite well into me sharing about my little in experience with this process. Yes, I just want to go right ahead. I wanted that. to. That's why I wanted to check in yes. before I before I did. Um, the only thing I want to say here, and like Claire said, it's not one size fits all. Mm. It's not every situation. And I think as a society, we're conditioned to be like, "Ooh, cancer, bad. Mm, oh, got to be empathetic. Got to. You have to be all of these things." Yeah. I just wanted somebody to be like, "That sucks. How are you doing?" Right. And for me to be like. I mean, I'm doing like some days are good, some days are bad, because that's all it, it. That's what it was for me. It was, or if in the moment, actually, I'm shitty today. Yeah, and I mean, there were some days where I was just like, I mean, I wake up and I'd look at my, I'd look at, I'd look at my Joe, <laughs> <laughs> I'd look at Joe and I'd be like, 
I, um, I, I, no. I did it today. Yeah. And me even just being, me acknowledging where I was at and not that I had to do it openly, but the fact that I did, he's like, okay. And there's this space mm. and there was this acceptance and it's like, if he offered me something and I seemed a little bit sharp or I, I wasn't as responsive, he knew like, okay, I know she's having a that's day. At, like right. that's where she's at. Mm-hmm. She let me know where she was at. So mm-hmm. I don't have to try and figure it out. Like, is this me because of this, 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 or, or this, all the things like sometimes just heading it up and being like, and I, I, it's present, so I'm going to say it. Like, the same thing kind of in the in, – when somebody passes. Like, right. a lot of times, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, I've had a lot of loss. And I'm always appreciative, but there are some times where it's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> and I hate to say it, but, like, it's like, yeah, I get it. You're you're sorry. Good. Mm-hmm. You're sorry for my loss. Mm-hmm. Thanks. But I just wanted somebody to be like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. shitty. Yeah. Are you okay? It's, it's, it's like, okay. And or, not even the are you okay. I mean, and yes, just, the are you okay, but allowing but you even. to just be like, oh my God, yes, it's shitty. You want me to just hang out with you while it's shitty? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, it's. Sometimes yeah. life is shitty. Yeah. And I think that that's when it, when it kind of comes to these things that a lot of people feel like they have to say and do the right thing but the right thing by society standards of what we're told to do in these situations rather than here is a person in front of me what do they need in this moment and it's true like you did share with joe okay i'm in a shitty space he gave you the the space to do that and also that also wasn't your responsibility Mm -hmm. you could have just been in a shitty space and without communicating it if he makes that about him and takes it personally then that's kind of on him. Like he could have communicated that I get, maybe you're having a bit of a shitty day today. Um, if I've done something that like, let me know. Cause I, like, I don't want obviously to impact you further. And if you're just in a shitty space, that's cool too. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's the, it, it's not your, it wouldn't have been your responsibility in that situation to do that. The fact that you did just made it easier. Well, and to his, to his credit, he actually did do that a couple of times. Yeah. He's like, this isn't about me, is it? And I'm like, no. And that's all it, right, it didn't have to, it, it didn't even yeah. need another additional discussion. Like I didn't even need to justify it. It's like, no. Or I would catch myself. I'm like, whoa, whoa. I was yeah. just really fucking bitchy for no reason. <laughs> and well, not for no reason. Where, well, yes, yeah. <laughs> um the situation didn't cause for the reaction I gave, and I would take a step back and it could be like an hour later. I'm like, I didn't approach that the way that I would have wanted to. Yeah. And in and it I was didn't, okay. And it was okay. And if I hadn't approached it in the way I wanted to and I didn't go back and take that extra step, that was okay too because of where I was at. Yeah, absolutely in the capacity that you had. So back to you where where you were at with it. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of mindful. We've only got kind of 10 minutes uh, left to go before we kind of max out on our, our, like we we vary our length of our uh, podcast, but we try not to go over the hour if we can. So I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible. Um, The interesting thing is, is that Serena shared with me what was going on. And completely separate to this, to to what was going on with her, it triggered something for me. So um, Serena knew that I lost somebody, I lost a close friend um, in her 20s, when I was also in my 20s. Um, But because, I mean, as much as I think that she knows everything about my history, 
I mean, we don't have time to catch on up, up on absolutely everything that's ever happened to us. Um, and so it triggered because the friend who I lost in um, my in my 20s was somebody who I went to university with. She was a close friend at university and she had been diagnosed with skin cancer. Now, it was a different situation. She was terrified of doctors, terrified of the treatment. Um, so she avoided it. And by the time she went and got it checked out, it had already metastasized and spread um, and um, she ended up. I was actually I was actually in the room with her when she passed um, and I watched the kind of degeneration um, of this person who was like life and soul of the party, like always up for doing something random and different and creating an adventure. I don't know whether that reminds you of anybody not a million miles away from here. So there were, there were certain things that I'm like, hold on a second. Um, and initially I didn't realize that it hit me in any way other than, okay, this is Serena and because we're so close, I'm very good at kind of sensing where she's at with something. And I'm like, if she's not concerned about this, she knows way more about this stuff than I do. It's really not something for me to be concerned about. Uh, I think you told me on the Tuesday and I think the Wednesday morning I actually had a we had yeah, set- t- Tuesday when I told you, you're like, Oh, okay. okay. Do you need any, like, I mean, very supportive. And then, I don't want to say nothing because there, I mean, there was obviously communication, right. but there, it didn't seem like there was anything Any left. Well, and in that <laughs> moment there wasn't like, and we were dealing with a lot of things. There was some other kind of like personal financial stuff that we were talking about and there was also work stuff. So it was in a bigger conversation. It was just one of the things. Yeah, I think I kind of dropped it in there nonchalantly. I'm like, oh yeah, by the way. By the way. Uh, we're not going to be able to record for a bit because yeah. <laughs> skin cancer. You know. So, and at the time, like initially there was no immediate response. Well, the following day was another friend's birthday and I was down at the grocery store picking up balloons and I was waiting for someone to come and fill them up with helium so I could drop them off to this surprise party. And while I was stood there in the grocery store by myself for an inordinate amount of time, because it took forever for someone to come and help me, all of a sudden, like, I felt this emotion kind of coming up the back of my throat. And the next thing I know, literally, I have tears streaming down my face in the middle of the middle of the grocery store. And I'm like, oh, my. And I suddenly realized, hold on a second, this is triggering what happened with my friend. Um, so I'm like, I'm trying to breathe through it for the length of time I'm in the grocery store so that I don't completely freak out the person when they finally come to give me my helium. Um, and then as soon as I they, just want some balloons, no, I helium. <laughs> please fill my balloons. Um, and so the interesting thing is, is that when I got into the, I got back into the car, the first person I would normally call if I've got that sort of stuff going on and I'm processing Ding, 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 the person sat next to me. And I'm like, you know what? Even if she's not processing this same stuff in the same way that I am, she is still processing, she's still processing stuff right now. And she's the one who's going through this. Now, I know I could have spoken to her about it, but it didn't feel in alignment. Like it felt like it would have putting more, but it would have been prioritizing my needs in a way that could have easily been detrimental to hers. It may not have been, but it could have been. And and it could have also, I want to jump in, it could have also influenced the way that I... You were feeling. I I was feeling and how I showed up in relation to you. Right. Like, oh, oh, wait. Can't share with Claire. Yeah, like I don't want to trigger her. And obviously she did share after the fact about what happened. Right. But in that moment, it would have been me trying to rescue Mm -hmm. and... Yeah. Well, actually... 
I think at this point it would be me try to support you when you knew you could get the support from somewhere else right. and I could work on and focus on myself. What, <laughs> focusing on what was going on with you. So I actually called another friend um, who's in the UK and basically just sobbed to her on the phone for about 15, 20 minutes. And I just, I basically, somebody else who I knew would hold the space, would allow me to process, would witness what was going on, would acknowledge what was going on, but wouldn't dive into the pond with me. Cause that was the last thing I need was somebody to be like, Oh God, that's so terrible. I remember when I had this and blah, blah, blah. And then like bring processing their own stuff in the pond. I didn't need anybody else processing with me at that point in time. I just needed somebody to witness me as I did. And as I was processing, and, I, and, and, and again, I'm aware of my needs coming up. This need is coming up. This is triggering this need for me. Like my emotional experience depression. I got to process this. I got to express it. I got to feel what's coming up right now. But also like my security need was coming up because I had lost somebody who started in the same place that Serena was. And that was triggering other needs. Like pink, like, I mean, it's like a freaking pinball machine. Ping, 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 ping. Like all my needs are like firing off in different sequences. But as that was happening, I was able to go, okay, this one. Okay, this harming this, and this is this one, and this is this one. And I reached out to um people to um to get support and let them know like where I was at, other close friends who could just be aware even of what was going on and where I was at. Uh, and then I was like, okay, so what what else? Like, what else can I do to meet my needs? Well, one of the one of the things that um, actually sits in the branch of the tree, I was like, oh, I could meet that need. And I went to the nearest um, um, health food store and basically bought every vitamin <laughs> supplement that I know could be helpful. I mean, I, I know a lot about supplements and things. You want to jump in? Well, no, I'm just saying I, I, I think I, I'll share the picture of the supplements. <laughs> I mean, I was taking handfuls of stuff. I mean, literal handfuls. And I appreciate it <laughs> so much. And like, but it was something I could do. Yeah. Like, here is something I could do that actually could be physically supportive. Because I knew the thing that she was most concerned about was the physical process. This is something that physically could be supportive. I knew that there was a possibility because of the lips being involved that at some point she was going to be on a liquid diet. I knew I had a supplement mix that I actually used um, as a as a um, snack at times, and I know that Serena has had that supplement mixed with me, and I'm like, that's got a lot of nutrition in it. I'm gonna and I gave her one of those, so I literally arrived at her door with like a bag that was filled to the brim with like smoothie mix and supplements and everything, and was sharing. Uh, and I was like, here, like these are things I've done a lot of research on this for various reasons in uh, over the last. 10 or 15 years. I'm like, here are the things that I think could really help with what's going on right now. The interesting thing was I was not planning on sharing with Serena what was got the other aspect of what I've been processing because I didn't want it to be a burden to her. Interestingly enough, when I went to drop it off, I think you were sharing about somebody else, like, or what you were talking about, like the communications and who do I tell and why do I tell and what if they have a reaction? And it was interesting because by that point, I'd actually processed it all. So I was able to have a conversation when, funnily enough, 
I wasn't going to tell you this, but here's how I reacted to it. And I didn't want to share it with you because I didn't want to worry you or for you to change how you were dealing with me because it wasn't about you. It wasn't about Serena. It wasn't about Serena's situation. It was a trigger to a previous experience that because of when it happened, I didn't process fully. I didn't allow myself to process it. And when I processed it, I could then show up in support of her again. And it was a very interesting experience to witness from that standpoint. It was, And it was a very interesting experience to witness from my standpoint as well, because obviously Claire was processing things and she was showing up in a way, processing separately. She knows where I'm at with things and with cancer and stuff. And to know that it's not the trigger that it is for many people but who's to say if she had shared when she was in the thick of it, if she oh, yeah. had shared that with me, if that would have spent, sent me on my own spiral mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole to be like, oh, well, what about the, and what about the, and what about, and what about, and what about? If I called you from that grocery store, oh my goodness, this is what's going on. I need to talk to you about, like, can you imagine? No, I would have been like, oh my God, I'm so yes, sorry. I'm so I can't sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you. Right. I mean, and that's kind of like, I think, you know, I have to say, like, I just said that kind of sporadically as... That was the first thing that came to you, right? That, that was, was the first fir- thing that came I, out of your mouth. I don't know whether anyone heard what Serena said because of, there was a lot of, like, false wailing around it as I was doing it at the same time. That was a bit of a mesh. What did you say? I'm so sorry I have cancer. Bingo. And it making it that it's some kind of burden on me... And you're apologizing for it, even though you don't have any control over it. And you, I mean, it's, it shows the layers of that rescue, like that. And we're both recovering rescuers. Like it's very easy to fall back into that. I'm going to apologize for everything. I don't want to be the problem. I don't want to be a burden, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to add more to the plate that I already know is heavy for you. Right. So I'll just take it on my plate and then put all of that on there too. So I'm. And also you knew I had other stuff going on as well. It wasn't like this was the only, I was fine and this was the only thing that was up. Mm -hmm. Like we both have had a lot going on recently. Um, There are two things because I know that we're getting kind of tight on the time. Um, But there are two things that I think are really important in um, my journey with this. And one of them is uh, something we reference a lot, like the plastic balls. Mm, Like, yes, you have so many balls up in the air and it's what are plastic balls? What are glass balls? Um, Do you want to dive into that? I just, just, just very, very briefly. A lot of it was shared initially in the context of like working parents that sometimes that they feel like they're juggling all these balls and they don't like, they can't let any of them drop. But sometimes you might need to live, leave, let a, 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 a plastic ball drop at work in order to catch a glass ball with your family or vice versa you need to catch a glass ball at work which means that a plastic ball will drop that not all balls are created equal i think i'd ever say that (laughs) (laughs) not all balls in this context are created equal and therefore like depending on whether it's a plastic ball or a glass ball like is it gonna is it gonna shatter if it drops and if not sometimes we need to let those ones drop in order that we catch the ones that that would shatter if they drop that's kind of funny (laughs) I am trying so hard not to follow her down the rabbit hole on that one, but I will, given the time constraint. Yes. Luckily, luckily for the time constraint. Um, <laughs> that was something that really resonated with me during this process because mm-hmm. it wasn't until, admittedly so, it wasn't until this process that I realized that I treated myself as a plastic ball, kind of back to the pain tolerance. Like, 
I know I'm resilient. I know I bounce back. I know I can handle a lot of things. I know I can figure things out. Like I know this about myself. And so often I would treat myself like a plastic ball. I'd be like, okay, I'll bounce. I'll roll away, but I can retrieve myself. And you know, as I look back, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll bounce. But every time I let myself bounce, like I'd bounce a little bit less. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I just... Well, in the reality, you were never a plastic ball in the no. first place. Like if you had been, you'd have been a freaking beaten up one by now. They'd be dents and cracks and loose sorts of stuff. But that's not actually what you were. You were mm-hmm. just seeing yourself like that. But in reality... um, Well, I'm actually going to... I'm going to... I'm going to double down on the reality because we say glass balls and plastic balls. I was like, oh, I'm a glass ball. And I'm like, this was the situation. I was like, fuck that. I'm crystal. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not just glass. Like, I am the most important ball that I have. I Mm -hmm. have glass balls. I have plastic balls. But I am that crystal ball. And there are times... And even during this process that I decided to place myself down very gently and prioritize something or somebody else because it served me at the time. For a short period of time. For a short period of time. But no longer did I just drop myself or discriminately kind of be like, oh, okay, like I got to prioritize this. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, where am I at? Right. What do I need? Yeah. All right, I have the capacity for this. This serves me. Let me place myself down and do this 20 minutes of work Mm -hmm. or speak to this person or whatever it was. But like realizing that I am crystal, like I'm not in in just like I'm not just glass. Like I am that important. Like it's okay for me to put myself aside Mm -hmm. when it serves me and serves the greater whatever I'm doing. But I need to, I I don't drop myself anymore. And I felt during this process, I never dropped myself. That's awesome. I I never indiscriminately put myself aside for anybody else or anything else that didn't serve me. It wasn't, and the interconnectedness piece, when you do this work, it's always there. So I want to mention that because it wasn't without, you know, I was realizing I wasn't giving as much time and attention as I would have liked to, to my work, to my relationships, to all these things. It wasn't with a disregard for that. Yes. And I tried to, you know, sometimes it's just sending an emoji to a friend being like, yeah. I'm thinking of you. I have zero capacity to have a conversation. Yeah. This, is, the, this is what I got right now. This is what I got right now. And I, I'm more than willing to give it to you. And none of my friends questioned it. Mm-hmm. No, but like, and I'm very lucky because in the last, since I've done this work, I've, I surround myself with my people, the people that I have the security with, like. And you've cultivated the relationships that were already there to be supportive in that respect as well. Well, and because we do this work and as Claire was saying, um, previous episode or I don't know yet because you haven't said it um the oh geez boo right out of my head where was I going with that before I'm not entirely sure I'd said that you you you'd also cultivated those relationships with the people that you got okay thank you (laughs) you're welcome um from me doing this work, as we've said before, like people people take things and they learn things and they start like it it spreads like mm-hmm. what we do, like me meeting my needs makes a lot of the people who are closest to me at least acknowledge their needs. Be and, aware and of be them. Be aware of them yeah. and be aware of the fact like, oh, okay, like this well, is might be why she's doing this. And, and th- you can do this for yourself. Like you could, you can take care of what, 
Wait, that's that's a thing. <laughs> don't like, tell anybody. Shh. Well, I think we just did. <laughs> Damn, don't tell anybody, people <laughs> listening. <laughs> no, tell, tell everybody. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this has been such an enlightening. It's been a hard process. I mean, I went through a lot. Um, I, I, for times I couldn't go out. Like right. there was so much that it held me back from, but so much it enlightened me on. And I mean, as you can see from probably if you're watching on video, like my skin is still recovering. I'm still kind of red. And I wanted to be able to tie a bow on the whole process mm-hmm. and be like, okay, everything's great. I'm done. This was successful. And unfortunately, I do have to continue the process and it won't be as extreme, but it will still be a process. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. And I'm in the choice of when I do that and how I do it and what works for me and when it works for me and being able to realize that that's, that's within my control. Like just because the doctor says you need to do this, it's like, okay, agreed. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Do I need to do it in this moment, in this very second or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is so empowering and so I mean there's so much about that and it's it's and and as you say it's that it's informed decision it's yes. not like oh the doctor said this but I'm gonna completely ignore that mm-hmm. and do what I think is right it's not like being ignorant of the advice from people who are professionals and who know about know more about this it's bringing that that their expertise in alignment with your knowledge and awareness of your capacity mm-hmm. and where you're at um, and finding the best fit within that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, my body right now, my body isn't doesn't have the capacity mm. to do that. So I'm going to give it a rest. Yeah. Let and it recover. I'm going to recover and then, then I'll proceed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so, I mean, the feelings that I get just being able to say, like, it's, it's within my choice. Mm-hmm. Like, never in my dream, like, I never would have thought at this point I'd be like, I hear, I hear you, doctor. Yeah. And I'm going to do what's right for me because... I've informed myself because well, I'm with an alignment. In like, in in concert with yes. that advice. It's not dismissing it. It's it's like, yes, and let's find the way of doing it that honors mm-hmm. what your physical capacity is right now. And I want to also say that the treatment that I do have to do is not a, like, a detrimental treatment of if you don't do it now. Right, exactly. I I do have the ability they would prefer just because most people don't go back and redo the treatments. Mm -hmm. I do want to say that. So, you you know, people listening aren't like, well, isn't she silly? Well, and also (laughs) like, oh, that's how I meet my needs. Screw you, dog. I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, I'm going to ignore everything you've said. Like, there is a, as I said, there's a marrying of the guidance and advice, not an ignoring of it. And like finding the way of doing that that matches where your capacity currently is. So you said that there were two more things to share. Was that the second? It wasn't, but I actually, I mean, it was more, um, I think the acknowledgement of where I'm at and acknowledging where I'm in with myself throughout the entire process has been one of the biggest I don't know, success. I mean, supports like, almost. Support, yeah, yeah, just being able to be like, wow, 
I'm fucking miserable. Like, mm-hmm. today, like, I am miserable. Mm-hmm. And being like, okay, like, you're going through this. That is okay to feel miserable. Right. Or to be like, I am so ha- I want to do all the things today. I want to go out. I want to go outside. I want to be with people. And being like, okay, I don't need to be a hermit in my house. Mm-hmm. It just acknowledging what I what what feels right within me mm-hmm. has been it's been beautiful watching you do that and watching you saying this is where I'm at and it's like where I'm at right now okay that's from I remember when there was a point where your memory wasn't like operating the way it normally was and you were like oh my god I didn't think that this was going to affect me in mm-hmm. this way and it sucks that it's affecting me in this way and it's like yes it is mm-hmm yeah, and I did. I had yes, it does. But. I, I I went as I said. I researched everything, and I went through, and it's like, okay, you can have all these symptoms, and this was a topical chemo treatment. So I'm like, oh yeah, and, you know, chances are it won't affect me, but I know it could. And I got I got whammied. Right. Like I I lost hair. I had full reactions, which are good, and that's what also caused the pain and everything. Mm-hmm. I had what they refer to as chemo brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I headaches. It just, it affected everything. So I can't end this podcast without saying, like, my heart goes out and our hearts mm-hmm. go out to anybody who is dealing with uh, this process, another process, like, a similar process. A similar, pro- bleh, similar process. Yeah. Or anybody who, I mean... Undergoing any kind of and treatment. Any going, undergoing anything. Right, undergoing <laughs> anything, yeah. Our it's, hearts just go out. Right. There's a lot of people struggling right now. I, but I think especially in the context of this episode, it's like we just want to just acknowledge there's a lot of people out there who are dealing with very similar things or who are close to people who are dealing mm-hmm. with similar things. And it's it can be challenging on both sides. And we just we just, we just want to acknowledge you and just let you know that our hearts go out to you. Anything you want to add before we finish? Oh, this was a lot of me talking it today. Was, so. but I, always like, <laughs> I always like to check. Um, I just wanted to say um, thank you for just sharing so vulnerably and so openly with um, our listeners about your journey and your experience. And I know it's it's been it's not been easy. It's been a tough one as it's unfolded. Um, and I feel very honored to have been able to support you like throughout and just have been there along the journey. Um, and um, yeah, thank you to everybody listening as well for showing up and uh, and listening to find out just about Serena's journey and for us to be able to share all these little things with you about that we've learned um, that I don't think we expected to. No, I, I, I mean, everything we do seems to tie back to what we do. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those situations where I didn't initially make the connection of like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll use what we live, what we teach. And there were some poignant moments where I'm like, well shit (laughs) (laughs) funny you should say that (laughs) um so thank you for listening we appreciate you uh we'll be back soon stay safe and between now and next time remember to keep meeting your needs bye bye everyone that's it for today if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and give us a written review as it will help more people find us and remember meeting your needs can help you with even the most challenging situations in life well shit It really is that simple.